Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical. What's the word, everyone? And uh, I have my friend here with me on the side. She's not going to be in it, you know, that much. Uh, tell everybody hello, Nikki. Hi, everyone. I hope everybody is doing well. And um, how come I'm not going to be in this um, review? Because it, it's we're going to be reviewing... for life that's why you're not going to be in it i i watched partial all right so everyone don't think that i'm trying to be mean and i'm trying to uh not include nikki i feel unincluded well that's kind of how i felt i'm not going tit for tat but (laughs) let me let the audience know what happened so we went to go see bad boys for life and nikki left in the middle of the movie left uh, her friend in the middle of the movie to go with another friend to go see the same movie and then she fell asleep on the movie with that friend so <laughs> that's why you left out of this podcast it's not that you left me in the movie to go see another to go see the same movie but you actually fell asleep on it so you don't know what was going on I only fell asleep on the end and I saw the beginning of the movie I saw a good bit of the movie I just tried to close my eyes for a second because I had already seen that part. Okay. Well, you just do ad lib like, mm hmm. <laughs> you just be like Young Jeezy on the side. <laughs> you just be like, no, that's actually Little John that says, okay. But you just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if I say something funny, you just say, ha <laughs> That's Jeezy. So, anyway, all right. So, we're going to be reviewing. Bad Boys for Life. Now, this film is about a hot-headed detective who experienced near death to wake up from a coma to find out his partner has retired and someone wants revenge on his life. Now, the director for this film is Adil L. Arby. He also uh, directed Black and you have Bilal Falah. He directed Image. And the writers for this film, you have Chris Bremer, who wrote Wedding Ringer, and you have Peter Craig, who wrote The Hunger Games and The Town. Now, the characters for this film, you have Mike Lowry, played by Will Smith. Uh, He was in Men in Black and I Am Legend. Now, did you know that the closest I've ever gotten to meet Will Smith was meeting his daughter? Oh, really? Yeah, which is really, it was really strange. I had to drop something off um, in the room, Uh, Jada and Willow was uh in atlanta so i had to drop something off in their room and when i went to their room willow willow she's like five ten <laughs> she's tall she's talking she had on no shoes on it she was like she was she was either eye level with me or she was taller than me and she had on a onesie well, onesie's nice. don't knock the onesie <laughs> so that was that was interesting so that's the closest i've ever met you know that's the only uh uh smith uh, family member I've ever met in person but um, also you have Marcus uh, Burnett played by Martin Lawrence he also played in Life and Big Mama's House you have Isabel Aridas, uh the witch uh, she is played by Kate Del Castillo uh, she played in No Good Deed and The Book of Life 
You also have Captain Howard, played by Joe Pantoliano. Uh, hopefully I said it pronounced it incorrectly. But he was in Memento. Have you seen Memento? I think so. You got to see that. It's, the whole movie is done backwards. Like I did see that. You did see it? Yes. Okay. And uh, he was also in The Matrix. He played Cypher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you also have Armando Aridas. Uh, he's being played by Jacob Scipio. He was in The Outpost. Now, from what I kind of got for the theme, I don't know, I could be wrong, but some of the theme uh, messages I did get was religion. You know, like, because you had the main, the antagonist dealt in witchcraft or, or whatever type of, um, I guess, uh, religion or whatever type of craft she was dwelling in. But then, you know, you had Marcus. Voodoo or something, right? Was it voodoo? I, I can't remember which type of. But then you had Marcus. He was very religious. Like, he was, like, coming from a Christian, you know, point of view and everything. That's what I kind of got from it. I mean, that's like the messaging that I did get from that. Now, uh, Mike Lowry finds himself, uh, finds out that he's a target along with other law enforcement and public officials. While trying to investigate the attempted murder and other murders, they join newly created, a newly created A1 team, Ammo, of the Miami Police Department to bring down the cold-blooded Aridas family that's the leaders of the Miami drug cartel. Now, the chemistry I felt was dope between Will and Martin. You can feel uh, Mike Lowry's frustration over Marcus retiring in his time of need. Um, also, it was a better story I felt than the other uh, uh, bad boy stories and more drama laced with comedy and not the other way around because sometimes it can get a little silly the other the first two i felt could get silly i mean don't get me wrong he had his drama moments but it got silly at times and uh also michael bay took a seat and as producer he he didn't direct this film thank god but uh yeah so he took he did take a seat and he also uh had a cameo in this movie did you see michael bay um was he at the jewelry store or something like that Jury store. Oh no, that was um DJ Kelly. DJ DJ Kelly, right? It was not a jury no, store. Not a jury store, but that was the meat market. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. No, he actually, I believe he was. I think he was either at the wedding, or he was. Yeah, he was at the wedding, or was at the reception, the wedding reception. I think he was at the wedding. And uh, also, uh, just a little bit of thing, you know, a little information about the characters. I felt like the antagonist was a multi multi layered and not just a murderer or a murderous killer i felt uh mike was more tight or pissed off in this film which goes with the experiences that you know he had to deal with um from the beginning of the film and uh marcus was very laid back in the film compared to the other bad boy films and um yeah so that's i did feel that and wait i feel strange is coming the blue is coming the blue is coming Rita was built like a walking iron board she was flatter than Kyrie Irving's earth
Oh, that was kind of weird. Uh, yeah. What anyway, um, I, I don't know. I, I I just felt a little sick for a minute. But yeah. Anyway, um, I think I was talking about um, I was going into uh the character Rita. It was like a little scene where everybody was like kind of checking Rita out. Like she was supposed to be. I guess she was, um, uh, Mike's love interest. You know. That was in, that was in the Bad Boys Two, I believe. She was in Bad Boys Two. Remember when they went to Miami and they had to team up with some police officers from Miami, and she was one of them with her white suit on. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, she was a, she was a cute young lady. Um, it was kind of felt like '90s, like her style, like you know, like that. Because I think they did that intentionally so that you could remember her from Bad Boys Two when they went to Miami. Oh, okay, yeah, because it was kind of like you know, you know, because like the the body types of the '90s, you know, you couldn't really be curvaceous or anything back then it was kind of like you just you know like the the model look was definitely in yeah, you know um top model. yeah yeah top model and all that stuff was definitely in like in the 90s so I, I guess that's you know that that's what they were going for but you know a cute young lady and also um uh speaking still like dwelling on characters you still had captain howard who who was very twink, tranquil because of his Wusa energy that he practiced in part two, in Bad Boys part two. Mm-hmm. You saw how mm-hmm. calm he was. But he tried to be calm. It, he, he flipped out. Remember when they were in the hallway and he was um, telling her, telling um, the lady, he's going to be your partner. He is. And he just yelled it. And everybody turned around like, what? what? He's like, yeah, um, he's undercover. He's just, just going to be your, what was it? His reference or something. Oh, so he would leak. So, so he was kind of he was tra- tranquil, but he would the old him would leak out. Yeah, it was leaking. Out. Okay, yeah. So that that was dope. And uh, also, uh, I did like the phrase, "Don't you turn that other cheek, Martin?" When uh, Martin Lawrence was getting his ass kicked. Oh yeah, when he, he got re- shot in his butt the last time he said that. When he got shot in the butt, one part two. I think it was one or something. Remember, he said, "You turn the other cheek," and then he got shot in the butt. Oh, I. Yeah, I guess you got to go back to one to refresh your memory. Yeah, I just I just watched it straight up. I didn't even watch it like back to back. I should have, but I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was gonna be like trash. I wasn't expecting you know this to be good at all. Like I mean, it, the other ones were like C plus movies, C C plus movies to me. This one I didn't know what to expect, so I did definitely didn't want to watch the C well, C plus movies. What makes it good is the fact that they work well together. They feed off each other's energy. So right. But they we, build on it. So it's not really even the storyline. It's just to see them two together. I mean, but you still want to have a good good script. Exactly. They I mean, didn't have a they didn't have a great script in the first two. I mean, it wasn't great. It was, I mean, the, it was but whatever. But the chemistry with them working it together. It carried. Yeah, yeah, it carried it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like in this one, with the good script, the you know, the chemistry really pushed it. Like, it was really good. I felt that this was, you know, considered a good movie, you know, with a good script. And also, you know, great character development and um, chemistry. So you trying to tell me that I need to go back and watch the whole movie again? What? Uh, you saying that I missed out on a lot? I should I should go back and watch the whole movie. You pretty much did. It was it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. And that's and that I guess segues to the likes and dislikes. And there'll be like you know possible spoilers, but we're not going to dwell too into it. Uh, now I did like seeing reggie again uh after marcus and mike saved him not saved him scared him mm-hmm. from ha- you know scared him after death before the prom mm-hmm. like that was funny and he still had that blank stare in this one too you know you you, you called it because i definitely didn't know who he was <laughs> you, you know you know uh they showed him at the beginning but we missed the beginning 
See, I, we. I saw the beginning. You did see the beginning. You still didn't know. You still you don't think you would have guessed who he was. I, I didn't. I, I didn't. He, he wasn't. A, I didn't really remember him from the other episodes or the other um, movies. Oh, okay. So I had to inform Nikki, like, hey, that's the guy from that was trying to take uh, uh, Marcus's daughter to the prom. And now he a baby daddy. And a husband now. Right, and a husband now, right. And so then you also had Wade, uh, a Wade jersey in the background, even though Gabrielle Union wasn't in this movie. Speaking of Gabrielle Union, you know me and Gabrielle Union had, like, beef? <laughs> I ever tell you this story? I think you told me about something when she was looking at you funny or something. All right, so for those who don't know, I had beef with Gabrielle Union, or she had beef with me. So one day uh, I was working. This was like maybe 2012, 2013. I I held a grudge. I recently uh, lifted the grudge. Uh, So back then I was a bellman um, working at a uh, hotel in Atlanta, and there was a homeboy of mine named Jerome. Shout out to Jerome. He actually spoke to Gabrielle Union and she smiled at him and spoke back. And I was like, oh, so Gabrielle Union is cool. So I can speak to her. So I walked by her and I spoke to her and she didn't say anything. She didn't acknowledge. So I was just like, well, I probably was speaking too low. So I didn't think anything of it. So at the end of the end of the day, they were getting ready to leave. Now you had I forgot that other actress name. She played in uh, the first X Men. She she was the original um, Mystique. Uh, uh, I can't think of her name right now. Um, Rebecca Remain Stamos, I think that's her name. And um, so anyway. They had their bags locked in the bell closet. And for those who don't understand how this transaction work, you put your bags in the bell closet. The bellman will give you a ticket when you want to retrieve. Well, a ticket with a number on it. When you want to retrieve your bag, you give the bellman with the ticket with the number on it and they'll go get the bag and match the ticket numbers. So that's how you get your bag back. So anyway, uh, that's what happened. You know, Rebecca Remain Stamos gave me her ticket and then uh, Gabrielle Union gave me her ticket with money on top so i took the ticket and then all of a sudden as soon as i touched the ticket she snatched it from me and frowned at me so i was like whoa what's 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 that about you know what i mean like what was that and so then after that she looked at my homeboy jerome who she spoke to earlier and uh and and you know because he kind of like laughed at me i said you know shout out jerome earlier you, now you can go to hell jerome pause <laughs> anyway so it, uh so anyway she gave him the ticket and smiled at him and he gonna look at me and then smile at me and like head not be like yeah you know what i mean so and i was like i could not understand why gabrielle union did that to me so ever since then i was like i'm not watching any of her movies or tv shows look at you how you gonna say that get mad because she liked your friend better than you I mean, she, she could like him. She probably don't like light skinned guys. She probably like dark skinny guys. How, who said? How you know he, he he's not dark uh, lighter than me? Because he's not. You don't even know who I'm talking I about. Surely don't. Yeah, see. But I know you high yellow. And whatever, I'm not high yellow. <laughs> I'm pecan complexion. Anyway, so that was my Gabrielle Union story. So I finally let that go. And so, just to kind of give you a heads up too, because. Um, they do have spinoffs and sequels to uh, uh, Bad Boys. Did you know that? I didn't. All right, because like Gabrielle Union, you know, she plays Sid in the second Bad Boys, mm-hmm. and so they actually uh, have her on the um, on a show that's a spinoff called L.A. Finest. I did not know. That. Yeah, it's actually a spinoff, and she's Sid 
on that show. Her and um oh I can't think of the young lady's name. I used to have a crush on her when I was little. She uh played on uh Fantastic Four, both one and two, and then she also played on um the thing with the hand. The hand was going around killing people. That horror movie was a horror comedy. I can't think of a name. It wasn't called The Hand? I don't think so. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. The uh but anyway, y'all probably know who I'm talking about. Um but yeah, so they have a show together. And also, there might be a ammo spinoff. So, and also, let's. Uh, did you know that Martin Lawrence's daughter, Jasmine, had a cameo in this movie? She did. Yeah, remember the scene where they try to get into the club? It was a club scene with oh, Martin. Oh yeah, when they were when they when she they they asked her, they didn't know somebody. They was like who? And then the guy from the um, new squad came out. That was like, yeah, this is my uncle, and this is his right, daughter. right, right. Oh, that yeah. Was his daughter? yeah, that was his oh, daughter. So cool. Yeah, that was his daughter. So uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, also, you had the co-directors or the uh, partners, the well, co-directors. They also had cameos in the film. Everybody uh, just was had cameos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of cameos in this, this one. This the last one we all want to show off. Now it's one more that's coming. Really? They're gonna do a forty. Already working on it, from wow. my understanding. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, one of the directors. He was actually hitting. That was the one that was hitting on Rita. Remember they were in the club. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she was like, I got to go with my friend. I'll right. Talk to you later. Right. That was one director. And then the other director, he got his vehicle stolen during the chasing. Okay. They, I he think said, it was a I Jeep. Need this, I need this car when he ran Right, out. right. I think it was like a um, uh, truck. It was like a little SUV. Yeah, yeah. SUV or Jeep or something. It yeah. was something like that. And uh, there was great, I, you know, it had great, good tension with drama in this film. Good action, transition uh, with the stunt double. It was a scene where... I, it did give you that old school feel of bad boys, you know, when it when it's building up to the climax where they're going to come together and, and, and save each other and work off each other. It had that old bad boys feel to it. I did get that. I think that's when I fell asleep. Oh okay, <laughs> but um and 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 I uh I felt like it had a good twist and heavy drama for me. I I didn't feel it didn't feel like the twist was cheap at all for me. I felt like yeah it really paid off. Um, somewhat you know it was interesting. Now what I didn't like about this film, uh, they didn't have the driving in the mall scene like in the trailer. I don't remember that. Remember there was a scene they crashed into the mall. When you look at the trailer and they're like doing the spinning, like they're spinning around and, and um, uh, Marcus or Martin Lawrence character, he was like, you know, don't worry, we're police. We'll arrest ourselves when we, oh, yeah, you I, know. I remember that when yeah. I'm seeing that. Yeah, but that was, but they actually did that outside in the movie, but in the actual trailer that was inside was of a mall. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then also um, uh, being on Peach Street, like, it was a scene in the movie where they were on Peachtree next to Cyan in Atlanta. And then all of a sudden they were back in Miami. Then they were back in Miami. <laughs> it was so weird. And like for those who are not familiar with Atlanta, you will not catch this at all. You would just think that they're in Miami the whole time. But what they did was they shot some of the movie in Atlanta. That and was it, the, that was the scene where he went to go drop the baby off with the um with the mother. Marcus, Marcus' wife. Wife, yeah. right? <laughs> so it, yeah, so you know they they actually um uh had a scene in atlanta they shot they shot footage in atlanta and also they you know it was supposed to be the setting was supposed to be in miami and i'm like looking at the screen i'm like wait a minute that's that's uh peach street that's peach street that's cyan you know okay that's interesting so then um 
that I felt that was cool, and then all of a sudden you totally teleported to Miami, like we mentioned before. <laughs> and then also the parrot, the uh, uh, panoramic shot looked terrible with Martin looking old and out of shape. You remember that scene with uh when uh the guy the the, the antagonist got away and then uh, Martin was all just beat up there. and they were standing there doing but the I panoramic. Marcus just did not. He, I guess he was like, I, since I'm playing the old man, I'm just gonna look my part because it looked like he didn't try to get in shape. He didn't try to get in shape at all. <laughs> he tried to do anything. Yeah, he, yeah. And because I was looking at the other, you know, I did like kind of revisit. Uh, I didn't look at the full movie, but just you know, an abridged version of one and two. And you know, Marcus looked smaller, or Martin looked smaller. You know, who's playing Marcus? But um, yeah, I, you know. But uh, I thought that was, you know, that's funny, but I still give it a dislike, though. It just looked weird when they did the panoramic look shot. You're supposed to look cool, not look, you know, fat, flabby, and sick. <laughs> Shout out to Tupac. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, it was mentioned that the timelines didn't really add up with the twist. Um, Y'all have to see the movie to find out what the twist is. Um, Marcus should have uh, known about Mike being undercover. But, um, like, for some reason, he didn't know. But they've known each other since they were in high school, if you go by the first two uh, Bad Boy uh, films. And then you had, like, uh, we mentioned the 90s. You did have those 90 uh, uh, car explosions. Like, they'll shoot a car and the car explodes. That old school Miami. Yeah, like, they, yeah, yeah. So I guess it was a homage, a homage to... Uh, the old school like action films where you shoot a car and all of a sudden just explodes for no reason um now the comparisons i would like to compare this movie to lethal weapon and fast and the furious oh that's a good comparison yeah so that's what i that's what i would give this film um the little bit that you saw do you think you have a comparison or no i mean because you, you didn't really i saw the movie I saw it. You did not see the movie. <laughs> anyway, we're going to skip your comparisons. You don't have a comparison. <laughs> now, the rating for this film, I give this film eight and a half hasta fuego. You give it eight? Eight I'll, and a half. I'll give it seven baby shoes. Seven baby shoes? Okay. Mm -hmm. Or you could say, I could say eight and a half good men pause. Seven good boys, no good men. Yeah, Seven. good men, good men. What you gonna do? <laughs> or I could give this movie eight and a half fast, fast food fist fuck. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> so anyway, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. Definitely check out the movies. Check out the Asta Fuego. Check out the good men, and check out the fast food fist fuck and the baby boots. And the baby boots. All right. So this was our podcast on. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? do? What you gonna do, do when they come for you? All right, y'all. Don't forget to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. Hit us up on Instagram, Critical Blue Reviews. Get me up on Facebook at Critical Blue. Where would they like to find? Where can they find you, Nikki? Instagram, Nikki LB1. All right. All right, y'all. You know, like, as, as we're going out, you want to take us out with a song? As we're going out? What type of song? Because you know I got the, I got the, I got the singing voice and everything. I, 
haven't had my coffee this morning, but I still got it. Never mind. You were just supposed to go straight into bad boys. But anyway, guys, <laughs> y'all have a good one. Bye.